Welcome to Your Personnel File, a podcast at Army Human Resources Command. Your Personnel File explores the programs, policies, and initiatives designed to serve you, the soldier, veteran, and family member. Now, let's join our host, Master Sergeant Glenn Riddell, and find out what's inside Your Personnel File at HRC. Hello everyone, and on this edition of Your Personnel File, we're talking about HRC's evaluation process and what soldiers need to know concerning their OERs and NCOERs. Now, let's jump right into the Army Evaluations process and systems. In the studio with me today is Ms. Deb Stolza. Ma'am, welcome to uh, Your Personnel File. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing well today. So before we jump in and talking about all things uh, evaluation related, uh, you want to go ahead and tell uh, the listeners a little bit about yourself. Uh, whatever you think is pertinent information, where you come from, what you do here, and how it all came to be as such. Sure. Good morning. Um, my name is Deb Stolza. Currently, I work at HRC in the Evaluations Branch in the Evaluations, Selections, Promotions Division. Right now, I sit on the policy team. Years ago, when I retired from the military and came in in the civilian world, I was Chief of Evaluation Appeals Section. Prior to then, I was in the Army. I retired in 2016. I was Chief of Army Personnel Records Division. So I was in the Army for 30 years. Came in in 1986, retired in 2016. Took off the uniform and came back in as a civilian at HRC. Oh. So I've got a very background. Started off Army Aviation, changed to Army AG later. So I've been around the block a little bit. If you can imagine, I, when I came in, I actually taught lieutenants the evaluation system, <laughs> the 67-8, I believe it was, back in 1986, or it could have been the uh, 7, I'm not sure. So I've seen the system go from evaluation to evaluation to what we have now, which is the 67-10 and the 2166-9. Gotcha. So that's... Uh, a varied background there and a lot of information that you have I'm sure of the evaluation system so well, let's jump right into the first question then right since you are the guru uh, on policy <laughs> so what is the evaluation reporting system you always hear ERS G1s S1s you know unit personnel clerks probably know but to the average soldier when they hear the new sergeant or the new lieutenant what, what is the evaluation reporting system so to the average soldier, the evaluation reporting system probably means getting that OER or NCOER itself. But it means so much more than the final outcome of the evaluation. The system comprises everything from developing a relationship between the rated soldier and the raider when that soldier first steps foot into the unit. It includes counseling, which by the way is mandatory for colonels and below. And it all it goes through to the final evaluation, which is the product that is used for selection boards to make decisions or recommendations on behalf of the Army. So it encompasses so many things along the way, not just the final evaluation itself. You're right. No, and that's a huge misunderstanding, I would say, for most folks. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned counseling, right? So it starts when the raider you know, initial, you know, support form, right? And, yes. and starts counseling uh, with the rated soldier, officer or NCO, uh, and it goes all the way up through the senior rater, and then 
you know, whatever eval that is, an annual, we'll just use that, or a change of rate, or whatever it may be, and it's done properly through the counselings, proper counselings, through proper notification and going over, and then signing, and then sent to HRC to to your uh, your division. And so that, uh, I don't I don't need to give this class. No, you but can we, give you can do this. Yeah, but just, I'm just trying to paint the picture <laughs> for them, right? And then it's approved in the system, right? Yes. And then now it's put in your record and then boards see it so that's the tol totality of the process yes um, and, and like you said I just want our listeners to understand most people think of it as just as ERS's or evaluation reporting system oh that's where I just do these things and no but from a HR perspective from the policy perspective it's from the counseling the initial counseling all the way through centralized you know boards that go on at HRC absolutely right man but I there's I like to interject a couple absolutely. other things there's so many behind the scene things that occur or should occur that soldiers don't see. Like the moment that soldier walks in the door, that relationship is established. But once that relationship is established, that S1 is also working to put that soldier on the rating scheme. That rating scheme is also critical because that tells that soldier who his rater is and who his senior rater is or her rater and senior rater. So that's how that rating relationship is established. And that rating scheme should be posted so every soldier in that unit knows who his or her rater is and senior rater. It's awful, and I'm sure you've seen examples when a soldier gets to the end of the rating period and they don't know who the rater is and you're trying to find somebody to give that soldier a report. So it's not fair to the soldier and it's not fair to the rater to give that report. And I've seen it, you're, you're correct. And, and usually at Forcecom and TRADOC installations where there's set structure and there's, it's usually not an issue, but you go to these specialty assignment places yes. and you see it with 06s, with colonels, you yes. see it with sergeant majors. Who's rating me? I, yes. But that's where it's every leader's responsibility. Absolutely. To ha make sure the rating, you brought up a valid point, that's the policy point coming out of you, ma'am. Like, where's the rating scheme? Where is it posted? Do you know who your raider is, senior raider? It's also the soldier's responsibility 100%. to knock on the door and say, hey, you're my raider, counsel me. What are 100%. your expectations of me? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and because you mentioned counseling, right? Like that's a lack of counseling on your raider and senior raider. That's the soldier's responsibility. Go, go bang the door, 100%. right? It is 100%. It's shared. So we have a responsibility just as much as the rating officials have a responsibility to ensure that we get counseled. As I said previously, I was Chief of Evaluation Appeals before I went over to policy. And a lot of times we would get appeals in from soldiers and one of the uh, justifications for appealing would be, I never received counseling. But it is clear in the DA PAM, <laughs> lack of counseling alone is not a reason for appeal. Right. Because there is a shared responsibility. So soldiers should seek out their rating officials for counseling throughout the rating period. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it, as a first sergeant and a, and a platoon sergeant, you see, see it all the time, you hear about like, oh, the lack of counseling, no. Yeah, when you, also, when you sign that eval, you're not agreeing that you, with the comments, you're agreeing with the administrative data is, is That's accurate. It. That's you know? it. Um, yeah, I'm glad we cleared that up. Um, and you brought up a big point, lack of counseling is, is not a justification for uh, an appeal of your evaluation. Um, so next question, you know, for soldiers out there, what, any key points you have for them uh, when we're talking about the support form? 
uh, whether you know they're the rated soldier or they're rating you know folks or they're a senior rater just key points in regards to the support form for NCOERs and OERs my first point would be to do it a lot of times it's <laughs> not done it is one of those things that it's not seen it's but it is part of the system it should be done and what happens is we don't do the support form and then we get to the end of the rating period oh my it's time for my evaluation what have I done mm -hmm. and then you start trying to remember what have I done this rating period and maybe you haven't been counseled and you're trying to figure out what have I accomplished this rating period so it's important to do that support form at the end or at the beginning of the rating period and your rater and senior rater should provide you the, should provide the rated soldier a copy of their support forms so the rated soldier can align or nest his or her support form with theirs. So everyone should be working toward a common vision and common objectives. So when you're working throughout the rating period, you're helping your rater accomplish his or her object, objectives. Everything should be nested. Absolutely, ma'am. And you know, I'm going to add to it is, is proper counseling and, and quarterly, monthly, and using the uh, using a support form goes hand in hand with people first. And I'm gonna I'm I'm tell the truth on myself. So my life was easier writing evaluations when I did it the right way. Yes. When, when you were so busy and you, you had the superstar and you're like, oh, I'll just, in the year comes, I'll just write. It, it took longer. If you make the time, block the time off on your calendar, however you do it, and counsel people in accordance with the regulation and policy, use a support form, go over it, right, with the rated soldier, right, and so they have clear yes. expectations. It makes writing the evaluation so much easier. It makes the process smoother. Uh, so, you know, the Army has things for a reason. If we leverage them the right way, 100%. It, it goes hand in hand with the Army people so start taking care of people, right? Absolutely. Um, yeah. If you do it correctly, there are no surprises at the end of the rating period. Mm -hmm. And I know you've seen it sometimes where a soldier gets the evaluation and they are totally shocked. Right. They can't believe that they have this rating that they have and then that's where the inquiry or the appeal comes in because they have no idea that this is what the rater thinks of them. They were never, their expectations <laughs> were never managed. Never. This meets an excellence or this meets a far exceed. 100%. You do these tasks in these areas, you accomplish these goals yes. that we both agree upon in the counseling session. There's no question of what a far exceeds looks like. Exactly. <laughs> you know, uh, um, yeah, absolutely. I agree, ma'am. It's a, it's so easy, but we take it for granted this administrative process. But so much relies on it. Like we said, your evaluation, the, the total process, ends up at these centralized selection boards, right? Yes. And that's what they're seeing. So, if we're going to pivot, and we're not pivot, people are the priority. Writing someone's annual report or, you know, change of rate, whatever it may be, should be a priority to do it yes, right and capture it, it correctly. Um, well, people are the reason why this Army exists. You know, we're supposed to be taking care of soldiers. Um, we wouldn't have an Army if we didn't have soldiers out there doing the mission and putting their lives on the line. So it is, the soldier is our most important resource, so we should be taking care of them, and this is important. And the last thing I'll say is get your emotion out of it, right? It's professional. So it's not personal. Write the, you know, write the evaluation as yes. the soldier, as their performance dictated, their performance. And if you guided them and coached, mentored, trained them, 
and manage their expectation along the way. There's no, there's no issues with this stuff. And I like to say one thing is, um, I had a, a supervisor back in Kuwait, and I won't say his name, but he had a, a policy, his own policy. You didn't leave country without two things in hand. One of them was your evaluation, the other was your award. Throughout your period in Kuwait, and I was there two years, I was PCS, um, you had your counseling, and that was one thing that he made sure happened. He counseled you if you worked for him, and he made sure we counseled our subordinates. And that was the one thing that I left, that I took away with me when I left Kuwait. And I just want to say, it only takes one person to teach somebody and to pass that down, and then it'll show you that it can be done, and then you can show your soldiers that it can be done correctly. Absolutely. So true. Make the time. It, you know, yes. Whatever, whatever uh, technique you want to use, time block, but make the time to you know, sit down with your folks and counsel them and, and explain what you expect of them. Yes. And then have that dialogue, because maybe your expectation could be too high, and that shared responsibility, that communication, that counseling, oh, Okay, let's, I see you have all these other things going on in your life. Maybe it is, this is totally unachievable, and I understand now. So right. this, let's, let's change this. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Ma'am, so before I go into the, the, the uh, ACFT question, which will be last in uh -oh. terms of elevation, in terms of ACFT and, and evaluations, anything else you want to add from your seat as the policy, I'm going to call you the guru or the SME of evaluations, anything you want to add? before I ask you the, the ACFT question? At this time, no. I mean, there's so many things to talk about evaluation-wise. And like I said earlier, we could talk about evaluations every month, something completely different. So I think what we've talked about thus far is enough to give a general overview of the system. And I think we can continue the conversation later. Okay, okay. I, that sounds good to me. Um, all right, so ACFT just approved, right, in, in early April here. And my, you know, my understanding, reading the mill purge and everything, you know, it's a diagnostic and all the way until, you know, later this year. So people that are getting evaluations coming up, what's your, what is your uh, guidance on ACFT right now and, and in terms, in relation, excuse me, in relation to evaluations? So the guidance hasn't changed. And... That's one thing I want to say. The new, the Army Directive was um, published a couple of weeks ago, Army Directive 2022-05. So that's caused a lot of talk um, around the Army, but the publication of that directive didn't change anything because the ACFT cannot go on the evaluation report until 1 October 2022. So until that time, Raiders will still complete the report the same. They will select no um, APFT and then write a corresponding comment, no APFT in accordance with Army Directive 2022-05. And because the ACFT is not the test of record at this time, you cannot address the soldier's performance as it relates to the ACFT. So the Army Directive did not change anything. So until the ACFT becomes a test of record, we will continue business as usual. Thank you, ma'am. That was very clear and concise. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you're if, welcome. If our listeners don't get that, hey, you know, you're going to 
reach out to the uh, uh, Ms. Deb's uh, division up here and tag <laughs> and say, we don't get it, because that's clear as day. <laughs> all right, thank you for that. Well, ma'am, hey, thanks for spending time with us today and educating our listeners all about the evaluation system and its importance to the entire Army. Uh, if you in the audience have any additional questions, you can go to www.hrc.army.mil or call 1-888-ARMY-HRC. That's 1-888-276-9472. If you like today's podcast, follow us on DVIDs, Delta Victor, India, Delta Sierra, or on iTunes, Google, Spotify, etc. I am Master Sergeant Glenn Riddell, and I hope you come back for our next episode of Your Personnel File. Your Personnel File is a monthly podcast brought to you by the Army Human Resources Command Public Affairs Office, located at Fort Knox. Today's podcast was produced by Ms. Daniela Vestal. Our audio technicians were Glenn Schrock, Scott Bacalars, and Hyang Goh.